We may never know, Uther. I intend to live forever. How dare you show your face here? Uh, faces. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at that, you idiot! A lot of story there, a lot of lore. Uh, for those of you who are into that kind of thing, I love you. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Lore, the podcast that explores where we've been and where we may go next in the world of Warcraft. Welcome, everyone, to Live, Laugh, Lore, episode 49, the show that sees you, feels you, and that is how we know you go on. (laughs) (laughs) Each episode, we'll check in, have some laughs, and talk all about the lore of Warcraft. One or two topics at a time. My name is Jin, the one that believes near, far, wherever you are, my heart will go on. And I'm joined by someone, <laughs> can't even say it, and I'm joined by someone that when she's here, there's nothing I fear. It's Allie. It's beautiful. It is. It's beautiful. Uh-huh. I mean, if <laughs> Celine Dion is good enough for Deadpool 2, she's good enough to live life more. That's all I'm saying. Agreed, agreed. Absolutely. <laughs> God, I love the friggin' end bit of that little music video. Celine! Oh, it was amazing! It's good. good afternoon, so good. that was way too good. <laughs> <laughs> it's jet pool. <laughs> You're like an 11. We need you like a 6. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, Allie, we missed you last time. What have you been up to? Um, mm. Yeah, so much and nothing all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> So since the last show, I went to an amazing hockey game where we won seven to zero in the yeah. Stanley Cup Finals, mind you. So that's that's a that was a big deal. Um, but it turns out that the day before, one of the kids in my class had COVID, so I was exposed. And everyone's like, "But Allie, you probably got the game." I'm like, "Maybe, maybe." But I got the symptoms before my husband did by about eighteen hours or so. Almost a full day. But that's why I think it's the kid that got it to me and then I gave it to my husband. That's what I think. So that's a thing. But thankfully, I saw my mom and sister for Father's Day and they didn't get it. Even though like we hugged and we were in close proximity and everything and they didn't get it. So that was very good. I was a little worried about that. But yeah, we, we got the COVID and then the avalanche won the Stanley Cup. Woo! And then last woo! And then last week her raid. We finally beat Lehuvim and Rigalon. Do we beat Rigalon? Yeah, because we we're. We beat Rigalon. Did we beat Anduin? No, no. We had a skip. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we beat Halandris, Lehuvim, and then we moved on to Rigalon and used the skip. Got it. That's what it was, Halandris and Lehuvim. So we got a couple new bosses down. We got some really good pulls in on Raglan. And honestly, after the nerfs are doing to Anduin, we can probably get Anduin if we... Because one of our guildies has a, a, the heroic skip to Anduin. So, but at the same time, we might just extend because time's running out to get AOTC. So now it does help that there were some more nerfs to Raglan and Lords and Jailer. So I think we're going to get it, but we might just extend... So, Anduin might die. He may not. It's about the jailer right now. It's it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but in the vault, 
I just got my tier 265 pants right before this recording. I've been waiting for those for quite a while. So that was good. <sighs> Happy about that. It's good. It's yeah, good. It is, it is good. So saith. Yes. <laughs> so saith Allie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's really about it, honestly. Let there be um, pants. Co- and there was pants. <laughs> <laughs> and it was good. <laughs> and it was good. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's really about it. I COVID wrecked both me and my husband, me more than him. Um, and we're, we're still recovering. There's still like fatigue and stuff. Um, but at least we're recovering and doing much better than we were. So thank you, Sai, for filling in last week. And you two did great. It was really fun to listen to. And thank you for working your way through my what apparently was COVID brain fog addled. Show notes. Now, those notes are great. What are you talking about? <laughs> they were fantastic. <laughs> I didn't realize I had COVID when I was writing those notes, but it turned out I did. So <laughs> that's that's a thing. Yep. That was a thing. <laughs> but what, what is your thing? What have you been up to? Hello. Hi. I missed hello, you. Hello. Hello. Um, hi, everybody. This is Jen here. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what I've been up to. Well, <laughs> we're kind of in the similar boat as uh, the old uh, phalanx of Nod and blah, 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 because uh, the old Timbermaw Tavern, we are in the extend, extend, extend mode because we have managed to make it to the jailer, and it is all right three-ish weeks until we can... We basically got three to four weeks. I don't know the exact date. Something like that, yeah. Before season four. So, yeah, no no real long break. I mean, we might take a little bit of a break um, during season four because it's season four. It'll be fun, but just rehash stuff. It'll be, be good. We'll still be checking out uh, what these whole, what they say the affixes are. So, yeah, we're on the jailer and that's what we're doing. But other than that, I got to tell you one thing, everybody. So, it was 4th of July. Hey, happy birthday, America. Like, whatever. Sure. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I had a... <laughs> I mean, thanks to your your birthday, America. I had um I had a really good good weekend off, really nice long extra weekend. It was great, and uh, that afforded me to do one thing that I was very happy about. I uh, go. I'm now 100 percent caught up on Stranger Things. Stranger Things is Yay! amazing. Holy crap! It is. Uh, we finished that this weekend too. That yeah. was. Woo, yeah. That was a lot at the end there. Last yep. two episodes, man. Waterworks. Oh God. Oh, no my spoilers, emotions. They're not going to spoil a thing. I'm just saying. This is really good. This is very good. That's all I'm going to say. But yeah. 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 If you're listening to this, odds are you've probably watched Stranger Things. (laughs) And if you join our Discord, there's a new channel to chat about it. Yeah. Because I I saw that. I had to talk about it. I haven't chimed in yet because I haven't had a chance. But it's there and I'm happy it's there and it's good. Yeah. talk all about it because I watched it and I was like oh my god my emotions yeah because I was doing the same thing I was like freaking just tears streaming down the face it was oh my god ah it's so good it was good that was there was multiple moments that I had actually the finale oh, it wasn't yeah. just one it, yeah. was a, it wasn't just a one little gut there was punch. multiple it was like a onesie twosie threesie I was like oh god there was like the first one and then the tears never stopped yeah I was like they slowed down a little bit but then they would pick back up. Yeah. It's like, you just, I need a break there. Duffer Brothers, come on. <laughs> My eyeballs, they're too wet. What's going on? <laughs> and Hallie mutes herself because she's laughing. <laughs> Sometimes when I laugh, I still cough because I still have, you know, the COVID lingering mm-hmm. cough. And so I might be muting myself a few times. 
because Jin tends to make me laugh, and that makes me cough sometimes. So here we are. Hey, here we are. Anyway, that's it. I uh, we're on the jailer, and I watch Stranger Things. Stranger Things is pretty sick. Uh, get that <laughs> box of Kleenex ready if you have not seen uh, the final episode. If you're still getting caught up, I see you, Sarith. Get caught up. Cerise has an out. He moved. <laughs> there's there's children involved. It's there's a thing. Okay, whatever. Yeah, he he has an excuse. That's no, fine. No, no. He's, he's I working. got you back, Cerise. He's cool. working on it. He's working on it. I get it. Don't worry. No no spoilers. Just get that Kleenex ready. All right. Well, anyway, you want to talk about what we're drinking? Hey, so we're dr- we're drinking we're drinking apparently. Yeah, well, <laughs> we're hold drinking. on. Hold on. You don't know about this. You don't know about this. <laughs> oh, I, just, I snuck in here. You know what I did? I found, what? A, I found a bumper. Nothing beats a brew shared between friends. Ah, <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> Who says that? Uh, some brewmaster in a scenario, and I was like, perfect. <laughs> well, that's a pleasant surprise. I had no idea that was a thing. <laughs> that's perfect. I love it. <laughs> I know. I, oh, was, I listened to it. I was like, so good. This is the greatest oh. thing ever. Um, that's perfect that just made my night fantastic (laughs) hey so now after that fantastic bumper we're drinking a deep blue sea cocktail that made me feel very fancy and like I was actually making an adult drink because there's orange bitters in it and I've never bought orange bitters before or made anything with orange bitters so I feel very fancy right now and I think I overdid the fancy um I'm tasting. I'm just saying. I'm tasting them bitters. <laughs> are you Are you gonna drink it pinky out now? Is it like too fancy that you have to have a pinky out? I I think I have to have both pinkies out while drinking it. I just like Ooh. I said. I, I I added probably. I mean the so the the recipe is two and a half ounces of vodka, one ounce of blue curacao, one ounce of. <laughs> it calls for white cranberry juice, but I was like, there's no such thing as white cranberry juice. So I can't find it. So we just went cranberry juice. Half an ounce of fresh lime juice, and then I did. Uh, it calls for three to four dashes of orange bitters, but I was just like, like I was like salt in a, st- a really bland stew or something. I'm just going at it. <laughs> just, <laughs> just going at it. <laughs> at least six or seven there dashes of orange bitters, so you know. Well, it's I made, I, so I made in, in the sh- in the shaker. I made one for me and my husband, and so I was counting. Like I'll do like six. And six. I'm like. That didn't seem like a lot. Was that enough? Am I doing this right? I've never done orange bitters. I don't know what I'm doing. So <laughs> I may did like nine between the two of us. That so wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. And I, while I couldn't find the white cranberry juice, I have white cranberry strawberry. Oh, juice. You got fancy. You got. So there's a hint of there's a hint of strawberry in here. Pinky out business. A little strawberry. Ooh. I mean, it was in the picture. They like. You know, like tapped it with a cherry. So, I mean, it's, you know, it all works out. <laughs> but yeah, if you're wondering, you're like, oh my gosh, deep blue sea cocktail. What is the deep blue sea? It's the Titanic, everybody. That's why you, you get it. It's the Titanic. Remember Celine Dion in the beginning? Titanic? You'll understand in a minute. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> <laughs> you're very proud of yourself for this one. <laughs> it was a good joke. It's a good joke. I'm very, like, I already came up with the title of the episode. <laughs> it's the, you did. It's true. It's true. You're. I mean, if you're listening to this, it's the title of the episode. You, so you know what it is. You know it's, it is. it's right there. Yeah, yeah it's, it's there. You, you saw it already. You were like, that's funny. <laughs> At least I hope it's what you thought. <laughs> well, anyway, what do you think about it? I mean, is this is, is a good drink? Is it a bad drink? It was, it was pretty tasty. Is it on theme I think- drink? 
It's very on theme. I think the vodka is a little overpowering of the blue croco, caraco, how you say it, and the cranberry juice. Yeah. But I mean, I did like a dash or two to many bitters, but I feel it's still pretty tasty. Still pretty tasty. Yeah, I give it uh, three and a half sunken Titanics. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> out of five, of course. So yeah, it's pretty good. Of course, it's of course. Good. Yeah, definitely, de- definitely drinkable. I mean, it, honestly, if I were to like say if I was going to order this again, uh, when I say order, I mean obviously I made it myself. But you get the idea. If I were to go to a bar and I saw the deep blue sea, hmm, I'd probably get a margarita. <laughs> so, <laughs> But yeah, I, I mean, might try this with rum, with like white rum instead of vodka. Rum. I feel you like that'd be tasty. You and your rum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't judge. <laughs> I'm not judging. I'm just, this is like, I don't know. I don't know if I have something like that, like with the rum. I don't, I'll try that with gin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even drink gin that much. It's, it's just my name. <laughs> Whatever. Well, anyway, um, as you as you as you uh, prepare for this, would you like to do this next thing that you love so much, and you just so like you just like hey, hey? So you want to do the hay part, the hay, the the, hey. the, the hay, hey hi, hi hey, hey, oh hey, <laughs> <laughs> so hi. <laughs> Do you like supporting shows that talk about the hobbies and interests that you were also into? Or maybe the ones that make the co-host laugh so hard they turn red in the face like just happened to Jin? <laughs> Do you find yourself talking back to the host out loud while listening in the car, riding in the train, taking your dog for a walk, whatever it might be? If you answered yes to any of those questions, stay tuned until the end of the show to find out how you keep this show and our very silly habits going. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, news time, uh, everybody. News it's, time. It's the news. Do 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 do. Uh, news time for the. I didn't find a. I didn't find a bumper for this. It's fine. <laughs> no, that that was that was perfect. That was good. All right. So real quick, a little ABK uh, update. A little little news here. Uh, wasn't finding anything on the old. You know, I usually use the Googas and uh, say like, "Hey, what's been happening in the past week or two? With the whole ABK news, and nothing came up, but I did find on a better ABK on Twitter. So on June 30th, a better ABK, they posted, due to the pervasive and ongoing issues regarding sexual harassment and gender discrimination, our organization or organizers have formed a committee to address these issues. We as workers who are closest to these issues banded together to create these demands to lead by example and foster a positive workplace culture. The following is mission statement and list of demands to end gender inequality at Activision Blizzard. So, on Twitter, they actually had a link that went over to ABK Watch. It's actually a, a website that they came up with. It's actually, I was like, oh, it's like, oh this is pretty cool. Uh, and on top of it, uh, I also found kind of a synopsis of all their demands uh, over on a website, uh, gamedeveloper.com. It's a a game, kind of like Kotaku. You get the idea. Anyway, so this is kind of like the summary version of their their list of demands because it was a rather lengthy one, so we're going to go with the the summarized version. So, number one, we have institute a relationship between leadership, the worker committee, 
and the Equal Employment Opportunity Coordinator and allowing workers to sign off on recommendations made by the coordinator. Pretty straightforward to me. Yeah, yeah. Change policies around human resources meetings to address a history of gross negligence in sexual harassment and discrimination disputes. In response to accusations of abuse directly enacted by human resources, these changes include the end to undocumented human resource chats, blanket employee employee permission to include witness or supportive uh, colleagues in meetings, and written agendas for every invitation to meet with human resources. So no more hush-hush meetings. Makes sense to me. All right. Next up, an end to all mandatory arbitration, because the old, so far they have only agreed to ending it for specifically uh, sexual harassment disputes. All right, so that's the only really area where... Yeah, that's it, where which is lame. Like, oh, okay. No, so they were like, no, end it all. All right. Protection from retaliation. This feels standard. Like, if this isn't already in place, it's a crap place to work. I'll just be honest. Like, every place I've worked has a protection against re- retaliation. Even the freaking military has protection against re- retaliation. Whether that's really enforced or not, that's a different topic, but we'll keep going. <laughs> they at least say <laughs> there's protection against retaliation. All right. A process to allow independent investigators to investigate all claims of discrimination... This demand also includes the requirement that subjects of di- that subjects of discrimination complaints be provided with a copy of the complaint and the investigations uh, the investigations findings after the investigation is concluded, not before. Okay, so there you go. Seems pretty straightforward to me. Seems, yeah. seems to basically say like, hey, here's what we found on you. That hey, here's a heads up we're looking into. <laughs> kind of makes sense, right? To me. All right. Workplace improvements and protections for transgender and non-binary employees. The committee calls out that transgender and non-binary representation in upper management and in diversity initiatives is severely lacking and advocates for improved medical and logistical support for transgender employees. Makes sense to me. Expand parental leave and accommodations. Specifically, the committee is demanding that parents be given 12 weeks paid time off to bond with their new baby without fear of losing their position or uh, compensation. Wow. They're only demanding 12 weeks when the company I work for gives like six months. All right. They give six months? Yes. (laughs) Well, to the mother. Holy jeebus. (laughs) Okay, continue. (laughs) Working in the wrong place. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a. It's, uh, I think the I think the father gets to twelve weeks uh, where I work. So yeah, wow, step it up. That's Liz. fantastic. Like what the hell? Wait, uh, hold on, really, really quick. If they're asking for twelve weeks, what do they get now? Eight? I don't know. It's probably not a lot. Six? Ugh, I hope it's not six. That's horrible. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. All right, expand lactation protections and support policies in response to substantiated reports that lactation rooms have not been properly equipped and breast milk has been stolen from lactation room fridges. Oh, yeah, remember that? It's messed up, it was. It's messed up. Like, mm, why is that a thing? That's super messed up. All right. And then finally, expanded protection for community managers, community service representatives, and receptionists in the face of controversy. The committee notes that scandals and controversies ranging from the suspension of professional Hearthstone player Blizzchung 
to the ongoing sexual harassment and discrimination controversy have correlated with an uptick of abuse toward player-facing employees. The community is demanding that customers uh, caught harassing employees be suspended or banned and that workers be given access to internal reporting methods to log incidents of harassment. Wow, they don't even have that. Uh, so definitely should uh, be doing that one there, Blizz. Um, because I, I get it. The community can be a bunch of jerks. Um, it's one of the reasons we, why we try and focus on the positive and you know, we don't do that because community can suck. So um, if they are harassing and basically even possibly threatening employees because we have heard reports of that you should have like maybe a tool to log that kind of stuff and definitely uh, suspend the players for that kind of crap so yeah get on that so um yeah just reading through these seemed very straightforward and like um it makes sense to me honestly out of all of these out of all of these the only one that i kind of feel is a uh, wishful thinking is the end of all mandatory arbitration just because i know how corporate america can be <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. But anyway, so my main takeaway is that it is just incredibly nice to know that we're coming up on a year, a year since uh, this, this really broke. Well, and we haven't shut up about it, and a whole other people haven't shut up about it, and I'm, it's nice to know that the employees haven't shut up about it either because, well, this needs to happen. I mean, because, yeah, if you want to actually make a really great place to work, you're definitely going to have to be changing some culture because, wow, if they're only asking for 12 weeks paid time off for... You know, new moms. That's that's not asking that's not for like that's like twelve weeks is a is good. Yeah, it's a, I call that a good start. <laughs> Six months. My goodness. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, there's been a couple times where it's like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen you in a while. Oh yeah, you just had a kid. All right, yeah, <laughs> <back>. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well. What are your overall thoughts on this? Opinions? I feel like the fact that we have to ask and try to fight for some of these things still is ridiculous. And I don't like that. But good on them for still fighting the good fight. And I don't think they're asking for too much. I really, really don't. So, uh, get on it, Blizz. Agreed. Totally agree. Well... Anyway, I think that is where we will leave that topic and we'll jump in to some Titanic. What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? What you, what you, what you talking about? Oh, yes. Titanic. Uh-huh. That's right. So, if we were sitting in 2019 and talking about the upcoming expansion Shadowlands that we were all so excited about at the beginning, a part of the, this episode would be really simple to write. Mm-hmm. It'd be super simple. <laughs> So instead, we're going to pretend it's 1996 and Titanic just... Get, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. We're going to we're gonna go ahead and just go through this. Because we're talking about Titans, right? Titans. Not tighten your boots, right? That old CTR joke. <laughs> All right. So, here we go. This is, what, this is what I would do if it were 2019. We'd flip open to the first couple pages of Chronicle Volume 1. And I'd tell you... That reality started with just the light, uh, as an ex uh, as it just pretty much, it just that's where it started. I mean, just it's like there was the light. All right, and as existence continued, pockets of emptiness were formed, and the emptiness—that's where the void came from. It was this, they, I think they used the word eddies. So we were supposed to say eddies uh, were forming, whatever. 
So anyway, the void, right? So let's put the light in the void and then bada bing, bada boom, light and void kind of came together. Big explosion, kind of like your Big Bang. And uh, all the building blocks of reality were formed in that, uh, in that whole um, coming together of the light and the void. So that's, that's where it is. Now, I will point out, that may still be 100% true. That, that may be. And we haven't been told otherwise, so I'm just going to assume that, that was true. Now, where our confusion comes in is what happens next. You see, in Chronicle, it goes into talking about the Titans, which eventually we're going to get to. But, but now, now that we've played through and read some of the supplementary materials surrounding Shadowlands, we now know about the first ones. So, before we really get into the whole Titans proper, let's, I got a couple questions for, for Allie here. First off, do you think we'll learn more of the first ones during Dragonflight? Dear Lord, I hope so. Like, I feel like they dropped this bombshell on us and like, here's the first ones. They're big deals, but we're not going to give you any information about them. You might think you're going to get information in like a grimoire, but no, no, no. Oh, you're going to Zareth Mortis. You're going to get information. No, not really. No, no. I w- I w- for them to drop something as big or supposedly supposedly as big as the first ones and not give us much to go on with them, I feel like it would be very foolish to not learn more about it during Dragonflight because I feel like to drop that and then to skip a whole expansion talking about it and then bring it up in like 11.0... That would be stupid. I agree. So I'm going to say yes. I'm going to have faith that we're going to learn more. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be something simple, too. Like, I was thinking about it, and it's like, obviously, we've already done several episodes on this, and one of the big themes that kept coming up was the Titans empowered the dragon aspects and blah, 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 or technically the Titan Keepers. Um, They empowered them, and they know all about it. So maybe, at one point... Alex Straza was told about the Titans. It would make sense that they were told about the Titans. Right? So maybe at one point they were like, oh yeah. And then, you know, this guy Tyr is really cool. He also mentioned at one point there was these things called the first ones that came before the Titans and set everything up. You know, at least give just a little something. A little, little Right. Right. A little hearsay, you know, like, hey, heard this guy a long time ago, 125,000 years ago or so told me that there's this thing called first ones they were like it made this thing and the patterns and the fractals and then Farim went nuts and then it was really cool but what yeah so mm, it'd be nice next up next up what role do you think the first ones played in the creation of the titans that's such a good question because i i want to know because i i feel like if we're going over like a power structure hierarchy or whatever like the first ones sounds like they're probably above the Titans because they're the first ones. And I, I have Chronicles volume one right here in front of me and I have gone over it. Like now granted the, the thought of the first ones that may have been for, for the writers a later development. And so maybe they don't fit into Chronicles volume one, especially if this is was done in the, in, you know, from the, narrator of titans but i feel like the titans would know about them and it's still not mentioned and so i've gone over the timeline of of the origins of the mythos if you will and 
when they would have potentially came about. And so there's the there's the the Big Bang, right, of the light and the void. And in that moment, the physical universe was born. So it has to be after that, because I feel like the physical universe would have to be born before the first ones even came around. Uh-huh. So then it goes on to say the energies released by the clash of the light and void raged across the nascent cos- cosmos, raw matter merging and spinning into primordial worlds without number. Uh, for long epochs, expanding universe, great dark beyond, blah, 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 blah. And then it goes on to talk about um, how the twisting nether was formed and how the, the the birth of the cosmos and how cataclysmic it was flung light to charge throughout reality into the world and that sparked life. So I feel like maybe it would have to be before that. May, may, maybe, maybe. So I'm kind of wondering... If the energies released from the clash of the light and void also maybe created some first ones and maybe, yeah, sure. Maybe the light like flung shards throughout reality to create life, but maybe it was actually the first ones. Like we, we don't know. So maybe it was the first ones and maybe they were part of helping to shape just beginnings of the planets even. Yeah. Maybe. That's kind of what vibe was. Maybe. That was my vibe. Is I figured it was the first ones probably appeared sometime after the Big Bang. And then they probably were like coordinating off all the different realms and setting up all of the different like, okay, light, you, you're you over here. Void, you're over here. Right? There's a separation. We got the freaking structures and the, the things. You know, come on now. It's too much. You too much. It's it's powerful. You you stay there. We got this whole reality thing. It's nice. It's nice. We're gonna keep it nice. All right. And then we got the planets and the things and then blah blah blah. You get the idea. So that's probably where I would imagine they kind of stepped in and started. Because I mean, it even makes sense. It's like okay, you had the light and the void and the big explosion, the things and that. And they had all these raw energies and these powers. And then we talk about how there's the realm of the light and there's the realm of the void. And like, how did you separate them? It was probably the first ones that stepped in and kind of set up all of those structures of like, all right, they're light and void. We don't need more of you bumping into each other and making more Big Bangs. Like, <laughs> a little separation, please. <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, so that's that's my guess. Uh, that's my guess. I, I mean, if, if I were to say what role do they play in the creation of the Titans, I would say they set up the building blocks and allowed the thing to happen. All right. Okay. That's that's my that's my take. Yeah, like, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I don't think it was like, and we created Titans next. And on the third day, we created Titans. No, I don't think it was that. <laughs> it was, all right. All right. So we got the light and the void, the Big Bang, blah, blah, blah. All right. Then we got the first one, Mystery. Oh. Uh, and now we're back to Chronicle Volume 1 with the birth of the Titans. Oh, first up, if you're like, you know, I don't own this Chronicle Volume 1. What does it say? What does it say a Titan is? Well, I'm going to read it to you. I got a little snippet right here. Titans. The Titans are colossal godlike beings composed of the primordial matter from which the universe was born. They roam the cosmos like walking worlds, imbued with the raw power of creation itself. The Titans use this incredible force to find and awaken others of their kind. Others who still slumber within the far corners of the great dark. 
that is a titan, according to Chronicle. All right. Now, how exactly were they born? Hmm? All right. Well, anyone who played through BFA will know all about this part. Even more extraordinarily than the Naru were the colossal titans. They're spirits known as world souls. Formed deep within the fiery core of a small number of worlds, for ages these nascent titans slumbered, their energies suffusing with the celestial bodies they inhabited. Right, right, right. When the titans finally awoke, they did so as living worlds. Cosmic winds howled across their gigantic forms, bodies shrouded in a cloak of stardust, skin crisscrossed with the silvery mountain peaks and oceans shimmering with latent magic. With eyes that shone like brilliant stars, they observed the fledgling cosmos and became enraptured by its mysteries. Whereas the Naru set out to safeguard life, the Titans embarked on a different journey. They wanted, or they wandered the distant corners of the Great Dark, searching for others of their kind. Their grand, far-reaching voyage would one day alter the course of creation and shape the destiny of all living things. So that's a Titan, yeah, right? That's what they're doing. All right, so Chronicle continues. I'm not going to read the whole freaking book to you. That'd be like copyright infringement. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Next up, we got Amon Thule. He's the, the first one to wake up, apparently. All right. Now, there is one quote that I will read you. It says, Though Amon Thule was alone, he knew in his heart that others of his kind must exist. How did he know that? Um, He used the force. Sweet midi chlorians. <laughs> yeah, but I I don't know how other way. I'm guessing he just he felt them. Like that's my only thought. Mm-hmm. He just sensed them. His his titanic sense was tingling. I don't I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, would you like to know my possibly wackadoo uh freaking uh, bring it bring on the wackadoo reasoning why i think this may actually be it anyway my first deep dive into chronicle volume one i hadn't given any thought to how the world souls came into being they're just like they're there because there's a titan so according to freaking pyromancer and the steve denuser and you know stevie d they were like it's titans it's a titan book the titans wrote this so obviously they wouldn't probably know or maybe they didn't they just weren't telling us Anyway, so Titans, what are they? According to the little cosmology chart, they're tied to the realm of order, right? And we all talked about this all sorts because they're like, well, Argus got filled with death magic, and then because of the death magic and the thing, they went to the Shadowlands, implying that it wasn't supposed to go to the Shadowlands. Argus was supposed to go to the realm of order because he was a Titan, right? So... If that's the case, he's not a demon. He's not going to the Twisting Nether. He's going to the, whatever the realm of order is. Right? So, if the old gods were manifestations of the void flung out into the physical reality, do you think that the world souls may be something similar from the realm of order? Yes, and here's why. Chronicles. Got Chronicles here. <laughs> Where did my paragraph go? Da, 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 da. The cataclysmic birth of the cosmos also flung shards of light throughout reality. These shards suffused the matter of myriad worlds with the spark of life. 
giving rise to creatures of wondrous and terrible diversity. And when I first read that back in the day, I was like, oh, that's how their life on the plants and stuff. But then I was like, but what if those those like shards of light that were like flung throughout reality, it literally says flung. Um, maybe that is also what sparked some uh, soul into the worlds because it suffused the matter of myriad worlds with the spark of life. And I could see the Titans being, you know, wondrous and whatnot. So I kind of almost wonder if it was a case of, you know, the cataclysmic birth of the cosmos flung shards of light throughout reality. And then the world swords formed and then other things formed too, an element of spirits and whatnot. But then the old gods were like, oh, wait, you can do that? Well, F that, we're doing it too. And then they went and flung things around. That's what I kind of, that's what I kind of wonder. Yeah. I, I kind of think it was like a like step one. The light was like, blah, blah, life. And then the realm of order was like, they were like cringing. Like the OCD was getting to them. They're like, it's not orderly. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, we need to get in there. We need to fix it. So I, they were probably were like, much like how, the void was able to open up a tear into reality, but momentarily it was like flung their freaking boogers of old gods out into reality. I think originally the Titans or the whatever, the the, the order realm, the order lords or whatever, we'll call them the order lords. It sounds fun. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta clean this up. There is some dust over here that we gotta pick up. There's some cobwebs over here. It's nasty. We gotta clean it up. So they were like, yeah, let's go ahead and put uh, some like manifestations, like an avatar of ourselves, the Order Lords, into reality. Because Titans, they don't just like do 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 do, like come from the realm of order. They wake up out of planets. In my opinion, it was the the realm of order that was like, yeah, we're getting in there. We're gonna we're gonna get in there. So that's that's how I see it. That's how I see. Because I mean, it even talked about in freaking preface that they, you know. We're like, they're so mad. They're so worried about their order that all we had to be like, it's not orderly. And they're like, what? <laughs> so that's true. That's true. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's how I kind of kind of view it. That's that's my guess is that the, the realm of order. I, yeah. Especially if they talk about it, is they're like, oh, when a Titan dies, it goes back to the realm of order. Unless you fill it with death magic, then it breaks the arbiter. Right. So this is where my wacky. Honestly, as I say it out loud, it doesn't even feel that wackadoo. It seems kind of... It doesn't feel that wackadoo. It makes sense. I mean, I'm sitting here over here focusing more on the light versus the void. Uh-huh. And not even considering if the realm of order had anything to do with these titan souls. No, I think it totally but, does. But maybe they did. Because the, I mean, it was the first the ones, man. The first ones were like, hey, order, get over there. And the order was like... Like they're, the OCD, they were twitching. They're like, but it's not orderly. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta fix it. <laughs> All right. So that's what I think. So anyway, when I go go back to the, the question of how did Amon Thule know? Because he was basically sent there. Right? He knew. Like, it's like, he's like, all right. Yep. My boss sent me. Since the only way to basically inf- infest reality with our order is to uh, fling us out into uh, reality and have us, you know, grow up in planets. You know, that takes a while to get back to each other because, you know, planets are kind of far apart from each other. So, eh, you know, it was, a, it was a long con game, you know, as they say. It was the, they were playing the long game. Hmm. Anyway, 
that's that's my that's my that's my guess. Now, before we move on from the Titans, because we're not really talking about just the Titans, Titans, Titans. Now we're gonna just gotta talk about Titan Keepers. Now, anyway, we at least have to mention who all the Titans are. Okay, there are a total, a total of ten known Titans, including Azeroth. Right, one of them is also Argus, not on this list. And the other one was Chippy Chap himself. We don't know their name because they're dead. All right. So, friggin' Sargeras killed that one. So, anyway, the other seven. <laughs> Let me tell you who they are. Amon Thule, I already mentioned. That is the High Father, and they got the time magic. He's really high because he's a High Father. <laughs> <laughs> 420, baby. Sargeras. <laughs> Master at Arms or whatever. He beats people up. Agamar also beats people up. <laughs> Sarge's buddy. ENR, the OG life binder. Alex Straza. It's ENR, bitch. <laughs> Kazgaroth, <laughs> shaper and forger of worlds, and the coolest titan because the dwarves love him. That's where Cosmodon yeah. comes from. Kazgaroth. You, you get it. Norganon, keeper of celestial magics and lore. Woo! The Lulu's. Uh, and Golganeth. I like to call this one the heart planeteer of the bunch as he's a titan roaming the universe and he is the lord of the skies and roaring oceans which exist on planets and he's too big to stand on one. So, <laughs> yeah, right. Makes no sense. <laughs> anyway, we're going to move on past that. Okay, now, this isn't a story about the formation of the Burning Legion, the blah, blah, blah. And it's pretty common knowledge that Sargeras went batty and around Legion time frame stabbed Solithus because even stabbing that zone with a giant sword managed to make it better than what it was. So here is the super fast version to catch us all up of where we need to be in the purpose of this episode. So this is the TLDR version of the Titans getting us into the Titan Keepers, right? All right. That's what we're really talking about. We're talking about the Titan Keepers, Titan Watchers. Yeah, it's not just the Titans. All right, here we go. Step one. The Void saw the Titans making nice things, uh, and they wanted to make it not nice and said, let there be old gods, and there were old gods. And the Void Lord saw that there were old gods, and it was good or bad or whatever, depending on your point of view. Okay? Sargeras, on a demon, he goes on a demon killing spree, because demons, not very orderly. Uh, but somehow they keep coming back, and eventually he resorts to locking them up in Mardun instead. That's step two. All right, one day Sargeras found a planet with a world soul covered in old gods. On that same planet were a bunch of dreadlords. Preface, remember? Preface. All right. <laughs> All right. And they told Sargeras, hey, if you think the demons from the Twisting Nether is bad, wait until you see what the Void can do, especially if they succeed in corrupting a world soul, you son of a bitch. Uh, and then he, uh, he gets seriously freaked out and he goes chippy chop on that planet. And that, that planet's dead. No more world soul. All right. Then he gets, uh, oh, no, that's, no, I already read that. Sargeras tells the rest of the Pantheon, hey, sh shit, has hit the fan. It's time to beepity boop. Time to hit the beep boop. Reality, start <laughs> fresh. No more life in reality that could be corrupted by the void because it's messed up. Obviously, they thought he was a little crazy, and then he pouts away, and there were, they, the rest of them just continues doing their job of ordering the world. Agamar finds Azeroth. Baddest bitch of all the Titans. Oh, no. Sargeras was kind of right. It's old God oh, no. Central up in here. 
Because it's the Black Empire up on Azeroth right now. <laughs> Agamar sounds the alarm, and the rest of the Titans show up. Not Sargeras, though. He wasn't listening. He was. He blocked that number. He was like, no, not talking to you people. Basically, yeah. He's like, you guys suck. Not taking my calls. Anyway, so that's where we are. Real. So there are six Titans kind of floating on the edges of Azeroth. Can you imagine? That'd be freaky as shit. Uh, just looking up like six planet sides dudes going, what are we going to do about this? It's very unorderly. We need to order this, but we must skish it. So, <laughs> so anyway. I'm just going to have an image of Rick and Morty with the heads. Show me what you got. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's precisely what's going on. <laughs> Take your pants and your paint puffs shit on the floor. <laughs> What are they doing? They're getting shrifty. <laughs> if anyone has not seen Rick and Morty, I apologize. <laughs> yeah, get shrifty. <laughs> I like what you got. <laughs> all right. So after all the Titans arrived, Agamar aboard, he informed everyone what his plan was. It's a pretty sweet plan. All right, guys, we need to build some battle bots to take out the old guys. I like battle bots. To get the ordering of the world once the mess has been cleaned up. Because there's some old gods and it's just, it's, it's nasty. All right. You've been to Nihilotha. It's like that, but everywhere on the freaking planet. Fix it up. Battle bots. Let's go. So Kazgaroth was like, all right, you want the little flippy kind? Or the really spin really fast kind? Like, no, no, <laughs> come on. Not that kind of battle bot. Like, we're not fighting other battle bots. We need to fight the old gods. I'm like, okay, okay, I gotcha. So let's make some real dolls. Uh, and we can uh, blue fairy them like <laughs> Pinocchio and make the real boys and girls. All right? Let's, that's what we're going to do. I'm a real boy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Shrek reference. Shrek 2, technically. <laughs> all right. So he got to work and created an entire army. Entire army of stone, Aesir. And metal Vanir servants that would wage their war for them because, again, they're too big. They'd skish Azeroth. Okay? So they got battle bots. Okay. Now, these were the Titan Forged. Titan Forged. Remember. Okay? And specifically, the first generation of the Titan Forged uh, were known as the Titan Watchers. That's according to Wick the Wow, Wiki, the, the Wowpedia, you get the idea. I couldn't find that in Chronicle, but I was just like, I'm just going to go for it because Titan Keeper, Titan Watcher, Titan Forged feels a little interchangeable, but apparently the Titan Watchers were the OG first generation that the Titans created. Eh, that's what it said. Okay. Now, who are the Titan Keepers? Well, specifically, there were nine like hand-picked ones. I guess Cosgaroth spent a little bit of extra time. I don't know. You know that NSYNC song? God must have spent a little more time on you. That's Cosgaroth with these nine. He spent a little bit more time Just on like it. that. Yeah. Just like that. He did. Well, Justin Timberlake was singing. It was so beautiful. <laughs> All right. So, so here we go. Here are the nine. Not the freaking creepy Valkyrie ones. No, these are the nine keepers. The Titan keepers. First up, we got High Keeper Ra. Oh no, we killed him in uh, Nihilotha. Sorry about that, Ra. All right, Amthul gave him time stuff. 
Just says vast abilities and chronicle. That's all it says. So I'm assuming time stuff. All right. It's vast. Keeper Odin. Same thing as Raw. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> Keeper Arcadis. Kazgaroth gave him his Lego skills. Super good Lego <laughs> skills. Build best. So song. good. So good. Keeper Thorum. Golganeth gave him Thunderbolts or whatever. Keeper Kodir. Golganeth gave him Burr stuff, I guess. <laughs> Keep <Wow. laughs> Okay. All right. Oh, wait. I got to get... Oh, Freya. Keeper Freya. I got in the notes Keeper ENR and then ENR. I don't know. Like, I was messed up. No, it's Keeper Freya. It's Freya. It's yeah. Freya. ENR gave... Uh, I even put him. I'm messing Burr. up pronouns. The shit. <laughs> the hell's wrong with me? ENR gave Keeper Freya life binder stuff. So there's there's another life binder. ENR's a life binder. Freya's a life binder. Actually, they're all life binders. It's fine. There could be more than one life binder. Keeper it takes Loken. a lot to bind life. It's fine. Yeah, it takes a lot. It takes a lot. All right. Keeper Loken. Norgana gave him Super Lulus. Keeper, Keeper Min- Mimiron. Norgana gave him Super Duper Smarty Stuffs. Didn't really mention magics. Just said he was really smart. Kind of makes sense. He built yeah. stuff. He's got his laboratory and something. Yeah, you get the idea. Keeper Tear. Keeper Tear. Agmar gave him sweet fighting skills and nunchuck skills and bow staff skills. Uh, other Napoleon Dynamite references. <laughs> you get the idea. So yeah, Keeper Tear, he's like, he's like, all right, these guys, you get all like the time stuff, the life binder. I'm gonna make you rock. <laughs> <laughs> you just gonna be the best. All right, so that was Tear. Tear's really cool. He's a, he beats up. He beats people up. <laughs> he does. All right, and with that, it was time to kick some old god ass. Oh wait, we got elemental lords on their side. Oh snap, gotta take them out first. Fun little aside. Fun little aside. First up, Tear and Odin took on Ragnaros and they won. But Odin got a really hot beard after this encounter. Mm-hmm. He still has it. He does. A beard is literally because Ragnaros melted his face. Not even really a beard. The melted face. Luckily, it looks nice. Just a melted face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next up, we got Arcadius and Freya that went after the Stone Mother Therizane. Makes sense. Because uh, Bob the Builder and Poison Ivy just broke her house and trapped her inside. That's <laughs> pretty much what they did. And then yeah. Third up, we got Ra, Thorum, and Hodir. Took out Alakir. They basically proved that their uh, Schwartz was bigger than Alakir. <laughs> and they turned his own power against him. All right. And finally, it was Loken and Mimiron that took down Neptulon just by being super awesome and great at the Lulus. But Aquaman had no chance against their combined Lulus. <laughs> Boom. All right. So they defeated the Elemental Lords. Done with that. Nice. All right. High Keeper Ra tasked Helia, the powerful Titan Forge Sorcerer, to imprison them in the elemental planes, which she did. Yay. Awesome. Good job, Freya. Or not Freya. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yes. She was a she's a Titan Forge, everybody. Mm-hmm. She doesn't yep. really look like it anymore. But she is. Alright. Next up were the old gods themselves. And let's just say the first one the first one up to take on was the biggest and the baddest of them all. That's right. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you, yep, that one. 
<laughs> it's harsh. <laughs> Let's just say that battle wasn't quite going well as the Titans hoped. Because remember, they got ringside seats. They're just like these giant floating heads saying, show me what you got. The Titan keepers <laughs> did not have what they had, what they wanted. All right. They it's did true. not like what they got. So Amantul, he was getting kind of sick of it. He's like, damn it. I'll, I'll deal with this myself. And he plucked out that freaking pimple. And, uh, <laughs> and then he was like, wow, guys, um, don't do that. <laughs> Big nope. Because <laughs> he basically ripped a freaking hole giant ass crater in the side of the planet started bleeding out because remember world soul it's, it's kind of got like azurite blood and all that and he's basically like going anybody got any gods any uh I don't know this is really bad we need to put some pressure on it or something <laughs> it's Azra's bleeding out everybody <laughs> so uh it was, it was bad it was bad yeah so uh so so that's what Amantul did he went he did he went the nuclear option and then he decided that that was a bad idea Hopefully, the Titan Keepers and their little Titan Forged buddies can win the other three. Well, lucky for them, they could. Uh, because him and the rest of the Titans was, yeah, that was bad. I already said that. Uh, so they rolled the dice and they went uh, with the imprison the old god approach because they're like, yeah, let's not rip those out anymore. That's bad. All right. So that's what they did. They defeated the rest of the old gods and they built grand titan complexes around them to keep them locked up. And with that job over, the titan forged finally got to work. Kind of feels like the Make Love Not Warcraft episode of South Park when they finally beat the bad guy. Like, what do you mean, guys? Yeah. Now we can finally play the game. Because <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what they were there. Originally, they were just, yeah, they just yeah. wanted to order the place. So happened to be there were a bunch of old gads in the way that they had to deal with first. So the old gads, one of them freaking had a giant exit wound that they eventually had to patch up and make the well of eternity. Yeah, thank you there. So they got to work. They got to work ordering the planet. So they did this primarily by building out more of these Titan facilities. The largest being Oldwar, which was the prison for Yogg-Saron and was also the location of the Forge of Wills, one of the two world forges. Now, the Forge of Wills was the 3D printer for additional Titan Forge. Remember how the Titan Watchers were the OG, right? Well, anyone else that came out of the 3D printer from the Forge of Wills, they're not Titan Watchers. They're just Titan Forge, right? It's like everyone's Titan Forged, but not all Titan Watchers, or not all Titan Forged are Titan Watchers, but all Titan Watchers are Titan Forged, and definitely not all Titan Forged are Titan Keepers, but all Titan Keepers are Titan Watchers, and all Titan Keepers are also all Titan Forged. It gets a little confusing, but there you go. That's It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's kind of like how not all, bur- no, not all whiskey is bourbon, but all bourbon is whiskey. Kind of like that. <laughs> Yeah, that, that one took me a little bit back in the day when I was still learning, you know, alcohol and stuff. I was like, wait, whiskey, but it's bourbon. And mm-hmm. what? I'm confused. All right, think yeah. about it this way. So the Titan Forge is like whiskey. Okay. Titan Keepers are like scotch. All right. And then below that, this analogy starts to fall apart here, but go with me. <laughs> 
Now we're going to say that the tight watchers are bourbon, right? For this to work, scotch would also have to be a part of bourbon, but it's not. But just put, they're all whiskey. Again, stupid analogy, but just go with it. All right, all right, right. Yep. <laughs> okay, so uh, they built the Forger Wheels. They got a 3D printer now. Sweet. Uh, they're going to make so many minis. They're going to like the best D&D game. It's going to be great. Uh, so many. So, so many. many minis. All right. And it did it. Oh, and the Forger Wheels also had a dual purpose. It was gathering as much of the cosmic energies and funneling into the world soul to heal it because, well, old gods, I'm a thool. Thanks, buddy. That didn't help. Um, that might have put a little damper on when Azeroth was going to wake up by another like hundred bajillion years or something. I don't know. Anyway, the other world forge was built on the other side of the planet down there in the zone of Old- Oldham. Oldham? Oldham? I spelled it Ullum. But there's a D in there, I believe. Oldham. <laughs> there, there is a D in there, yes. Can't forget the D. <laughs> yep. That's what she said! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the Forge of Origination. It's the beep boop, right? So, this is the rollback plan. Alright, if they're like, you know what? We are very orderly people, but even orderly people can screw up. Okay. So we need a rollback plan in case we screw up so bad that we have to start scratch. Look at that just sketch. Need to shake it every once in a while. Just go back to the back to the basics and just start over. So this is the Etch-a-Sketch shaky shake plan. That's what the Forge of Origination was. Okay. And again, same dual purpose. Gather the cosmic energies, feed the world soul, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So now with these two forges going and having fixed the gaping wound created by Mr. Highfather, who's like Argyle freaking uh, Stranger Things ah. <laughs> <laughs> so my dude <laughs> alright oh, so Argyle. yeah he was great Surf Shop Surfer Boy Pizza this is Argyle speaking we make everything fresh here at Surfer Boy except for our pineapple which comes from a can but I still highly recommend slapping some juicy pineapple on your pot oh fruit on your pizza's gnarly you say well I say try before you deny <laughs> That was, a, that was a nice addition of a character. That was good. So anyway, the uh, the chi- ha, Titan Keepers were pretty much on autopilot at this point. They were like, jab, well done. All right, cleaned up. Uh-huh, and they decided it was time to move on right? because it was time for the Titans to go bye-bye. They're like, all right, Titans. They're giving each other high fives. They're like, we locked up the old gods. We're ordering the planet. We got the Roombas set up, and the Roombas are just taking care of everything, and we can leave. All right, we got to go find another place to build some Roombas to clean that place up to. So that's what they're doing. So the Titans are like, like, hey, everybody, peace out, and they're gone. Well, anywho, here we go. Let's see. It was time to go. Uh, oh, and as a little pipe parting gift, Loken and Mimiron, they're like, hey, they're an Organon. Thanks for making us super smart and super great with the Lulus. As a parting gift, whenever you decide to come back, we got the discs of Norganon just for you, buddy. No one else. All right, we got these for you. And this is going to tell you everything you missed, right? It's kind of think of this as your like everything DVR, not just TV, everything. So there you go. So that's what the the whole discs of Norganon thing. It was going to record all events. So whenever Norganon came back, he could review what he missed. Yeah. So there we go. 
And, uh, do 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 and with that, the Titans departed Azeroth and searched for more world souls and left the Titan Forge to keep order in the world, like they do. Uh, now, the next important event that happened with the Titan Forge was something we've talked about in the past four episodes. The defeat of Galakron by the Proto-Dragon. For Proto-Dragons, that would eventually become the Aspects. And this will catch us up to pretty much with the story with the dragons and all this kind of stuff. So there we go. So there you got. These are the Titans. And you know, in the cutscene, Stony Tony, he is a Titan Watcher, right? Because that's what Alex Straza called him. He's like, we leave you at this place in the hands of the Watchers, right? She said that. We entrust our ancestral home to you, the Watchers. And I was like, all right. All right, so Stony Tony is one of the OGs. That's probably why his friends were crumbling, because he's really old. So That could be. Yeah. yeah. Could be, because even at that point, they were old. And they were old, even by the time at the, the time of the uh, Will, Will of Eternity shenanigans, then the Sundering, right. blah, blah, blah. They were old at that point. Now, so, what's next? Well, now that we're, we're now that we know where the Titans come from, and where the dragon aspects come from, and what happened to them in their lives, what more will we learn about the relationships between the dragons and the Titanforged? What do you think, Allie? Hmm? Well, I'm hoping we learn more in-game about how they were created. While, while we know, like in the lore community and lore fans, like, and we, we've read the books, Chronicles, like, like we know... It'd be pretty cool to actually see it in game in, you know, some kind of either scenario or cinematic or something like that and actually like see a play out. I would love to I see I think that. that'd be really cool. Uh, that'd be amazing. Would, I think it would be awesome if you had like a little flashback moment or something like that. Or the moment that they became, uh, you know, the aspects. And at the same time, I think it would be freaking hilarious if there was Odin in the background going, Nope, this sucks. I'm out. <laughs> just like pouting away. I think they should. They that should throw be, that in there. That'd be phenomenal. They should absolutely do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I mean, there's been a lot of complaint in the community that, you know, people don't necessarily always want to go outside the game to be able to enjoy the lore and the story. So this gives them a chance to bring something that's been around forever in the lore and actually bring it into the game, which would be really cool. Yeah. I think it would be really cool. Um, like my guess as to what we might learn about more about the relationships between the two of them, the dragon and the Titan forge. I don't know. I, I do think that we probably will get some kind of flashback because yeah, I think there has been more of a concerted effort to try and get more of the story in the game. I honestly think that's why they've started adding in the like the YouTube videos that, you know, they post like the daughter of the sea and all that kind of stuff. They managed to like slip right. it into the game as well. And they're like, we'll just put this right here just to, just in case, in case you need this. Because um, I think that the original ones, they didn't they didn't stick no Monkey King freaking, you know, storyline into the game. But they've started no. injecting those into the game. As a way where it's like, yeah, you don't have to, you don't have to go watch those if you don't want to. Like, like all the afterlife shorts were in the game. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you'll just be playing through. I mean, you had to play the Bastion 
like storyline to see the Bastion one, but hey, it was there. So that is, uh, yeah. Do we think, you know, as the last few episodes, we've gone over the different dragon flights and dragon, dragon aspects and whatnot. Do you think that they will do a similar cinematic setup leading up to Dragonflight in terms of the same, you know, art style that they did with, you know, the Burdens of Xiaohao and the the other ones. Yep. And Legion and BFA and all those, like... Yeah, the... And the... Uh, Warbringers, the... Uh, Warbringers, Harbingers. Yes, yeah. I couldn't think of the Warbringers. I'm like, what is that one? Yeah, like, in that similar style, but use that as a way to introduce people to each of the dragon flights as like maybe like a catch up kind of thing to make the general populace of the game care more about the story going in Dragonflight? Maybe? I want to say like big time yes. Like it feels like they're going to stick with it. Even with like the, you know, the work from home environment and COVID and all that, I think they're still going to be able to pull off that animation style. Yeah. I, I definitely think they'll be able to pull that off. And I think doing one for each dragon flight would be really freaking cool to see an Alex Straza, yeah. a Yasera, Malaga. I don't even know. Like, would they? And I think the, the three seem pretty obvious. The the red, the green, the bronze. Mm-hmm. They would talk about those ones. The blue and the black. Would they focus on Caligos? Because he's the person that you're going to be working with. Maybe the legacy that he has to deal with with Malagos. I mean, that might be interesting to see. Maybe. Or maybe use it as a way to... Oh, because they could do it by color, but they could also do it by color and the main players, the main, sorry, the main characters mm-hmm. of each flight that we know these days. Like, Caligos got the glow up, so we know he's going to be a big one. So maybe it will be in terms of, you know, the legacy of Malagos that he, you know, now Caligos is here. Like that, that would be a good way to approach that. And it could be the similar thing with Rathion and Deathwing. And maybe he's still pining about Ambina. And Ebonhorn. That'd be great. Yeah. Ambina! <laughs> ah! <laughs> Trying to make me cough, I swear. Ah, um, of course. But I don't know. Like they, I don't know if they're going to do that or not, but that would be really cool. And I think that would be also a nice, just a fun way to, again, see it more in-game and bring more of that story into game. Now, because then going forward, you know, like there's a lot to learn going forward. Now, the question is, do you want a Deathwing one or a Rathian one? I kind of I, I prefer the Rathian one because Deathwing got a whole expansion. So, yeah, like I feel like Deathwing's enough in the past that they could do something similar to the Caligos one where they focus on Rathian and how he came to be and the whole dragon egg and stuff. Yeah. But give a little, you know how he's trying to be different than his, than Rathion, you know, something like that. I agree. Sorry. How, how he's trying to be different than Deathwing. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. 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 I like this. If you weren't already playing it as Blizz, which you probably were, make it happen. Well, I'm sure they're totally listening right now too. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Are. Stevie D is going like, would you guys call me by my <laughs> name? You friggin' jerks. <laughs> no, he will forever be Stevie D now. Stevie D in the ropes. That's it's exactly. New band name. Yeah, I mean, you use that rope analogy there, buddy. I mean, you're going to get a, a silly nickname from now on. That's what happens. <laughs> Ropes. Come on. 
Give us our multiple gold dance. You could so make it easy. It's okay. Even I mean, we're, we're doing a lot of Chronicle talk today, and we, we talk. We want to talk about Chronicle Three. How it talks about these separate, you know, realities. These separate timelines would pop in and out of existence because basically the TVA would snuff them out. Yeah, we've seen Loki. Well, yeah, he just explained the same thing. It's like, oh, these all these different alternate timelines and things like that. They don't really, they don't, they don't stick around because they don't need to be. And but, 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 freaking, uh, you know, Warlords of Draenor, that one had to stick around because shenanigans with the big red thing. And then, oh, you get two Goldans in the Shadowlands and they're pointing at each other like a Spider-Man meme. Do it. I wanted that so badly. Would have been the best. So badly. Honestly, the greatest thing, if we could have just stumbled on it in the Maw. Remember like the Squalkin freaking the gym up in Bastion? Yeah. No point yeah. to it. It was just cool, right? It was awesome. It would have been so great if we went down to the Maw and there were these two shadowy looking soul figures just throwing chaos bolts at each other that you can't interact with, but it was both Goldans. That would have been the greatest thing. It would have made my life. I would have been like, oh, this is the best ever. They hate each other so much. And it, because obviously, even we hate Goldan so much, even Goldan hates Goldan. Right? It's yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. It'd be the best. So you should have made it happen. Should have made it happen. That's all I'm saying. But then you had to go and say ropes, and we all just shook our heads. We all just shook our heads. Now, anyways, back to the relationship between the dragons <laughs> and Titanforge. <laughs> sure. We can go back to that, I guess. I'm hoping that maybe the Titanforge actually told the aspects about some things, you know, about the first ones or about the ordering of everything. And maybe they could tell us now because we've been through a lot. We've been into the Shadowlands. We know things are up and things are weird and just t tell us things. Yes, please. Okay, thanks. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. All right, talk about the cinematic now. Alex Strauss seemed awful happy to save the Mr. Watcher in the cinematic. I guess his name is Coronos or something. Oh, whatever. Stony Tony. Stony Danza. Right. We'll go with either of those. What do you think we will learn from either of them? All right, about the past or perhaps what's going to happen? All right. What do you think? Ooh, going to. Well, for going to. I want to bring up something really quick. Do it. As we discussed earlier this episode, many Titan facilities were placed above the prisons of old gods. Now, back in the day, when because because I got to John, interview John's dad like forever ago, who you know did Warcraft stuff forever ago. Back in the day, when the Dragon Isles was first, um, you know, thought of and. Um, created and brought up and planned out and then never used there was old god things related to the dragon isles i mean dragons too i'm sure but there was old god related things going on as well so for what's going to happen do we think there's a chance that there's some old god related thing happening underneath the dragon isles uh, yeah, it's very possible. The only reason I say not necessarily, it doesn't have to be that, is because 
the pre-patch event that we've already been kind of told a little bit of what's going to be happening is we're going to be sent to what is it? Uldamon or whatever, you know, out in the Badlands. Yeah, that one. I mean, that is a tight facility. No old gods. No old gods. That's true. That's true. And there's a couple others, but that's the main one that we're going to focus on. Uldamon. Right? That's effectively where Arcadius and Irenia, they booked it, you know, when Loken was going on Siege of Psycho. And they took the the discs of Norganon down there. Right. Yeah. And so apparently we have to go back to Old Man during the pre-patch to figure some stuff out because there's some spooky stuff happening and there apparently there's some extra chambers and things that, that we haven't found before. I don't know. Maybe there's some old guy stuff in the chambers. I don't know. Maybe it could be. But it seemed like most of these Titan facilities were, even if they weren't 100% old guy related, it felt, I always felt like there was like a little bit of old guy tangentially related, like, Something, yeah. I mean, for all we know, Oldamon could have been maybe where they stashed Zalatath originally because Black Blade of the Empire, we don't friggin' know where that thing originally came from. It was just like passed down through the ages and then Modgood got herself killed. (laughs) Things like that. So, um, do the Dragon Isles have any uh, old god shenanigans in underneath Tears Hold, for example, that we now know of? I'm gonna. I'm, my guess is actually gonna be no, only because it's not called Olda Tear Holder. Blah blah blah. It's there's no Olda. Old. I don't know. Maybe we'll get to there's know what it's no old. <laughs> maybe we'll know what its real name is, and then we'll go. Okay, it's actually Olda. You know, one of the ones, one of those Titan facilities that we had never heard of before. That you know, we were starting to learn about in right. BFA. Yeah. So maybe that's one of them. But is there an old god underneath? I don't know. I mean, chances are pretty decent that there's old god shenanigans going on down there, but it's not guaranteed. True. Maybe it's another chunk of Usarge or something. Could be. There's a lot of those. Maybe. Yeah. But uh, other than that, for the past, I'm I'm hoping that we learn more about the Dragon Isles themselves and how, you know... It was, it's been hidden away and the watchers have been, you know, they're guarding and watching and they're to light the beacons of Minas Tirith and whatnot. Like, yeah, I, I, I want to see that play out and how that happened back then. Like, even if it's just another vision, you know, if Alex Raza is explaining the location to us, it's like, champion, let me tell you about the Dragon Isles. And then we get some kind of flashback or something that would yeah. be. I hope I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, and I was I was actually thinking about it, and and then I watched a Bellula video, and I was like, "Hmm, that's a good point there, crazy Northern Irish guy." That was that's an excellent point. I will take it and run with it and give you credit for it because I was like, didn't even think of that. Because I was, you know, I was kind of thinking like, how the heck did they close off the Dragon Isles even to themselves? And I was like, oh, because he pointed out. Well, if you noticed, it happened during the War of the Ancients. What else happened during the War of the Ancients? Deathwing went insane. So, the rest of the dragons are like, uh, shut down the Titan facility. (laughs) Don't let them in. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because it's like, if they shut it off to the point where they even they can't find their way back, 
it was pretty much guaranteed that Deathwing wouldn't be able to protect it from Deathwing. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Mm -mm. No. He's got a dragon soul. Nope. <laughs> We're not letting that guy in. Because there is probably some non unknown freaking crazy Titan mystery, whatever the Titan tear hold thing even is, that if he got his hands on it, it would have been real bad, probably. That's probably a really good yeah, guess. Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he also had his like whole Drak Thier evokers that apparently were on the Dragon Isles too. And he's like, I need my army. Because he created them. So makes sense that they'd be like, nope, shut it down. Shut it down. Nope, turn it off. So, yeah. And then the interesting thing is that it also mentioned in the cinematic that it's like, you will be told by the waking of the world. Now, is the waking of the world just like, hey, you know, things are getting better. We've healed some stuff. Ooh, it is a shadow lands. And then the jailer tried to steal a bunch of the energy out of it. They turned on the Forge of Souls and that kind of woke the soul up. I don't know. Um, or is the soul finally going like, you know, that was a good nap. It's time to wake up. Hmm? Hmm? I think she's starting to wake up. That'd be pretty sweet if it was. Anyway, yeah, that's, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. Yeah, so yeah. I, I definitely think we're going to learn, one, why they closed it off. And I think it's because <laughs> Deathwing, he's, he's bad. Bad dude. Don't mess with him. Oh, wait, he's already dead now. Cool. Um, and then I think the other thing is we're probably going to learn the, the origins, the history of what the heck the whole thing was. Because... We even know a little bit, uh, and we could probably discuss a whole lot more of this in a future episode of there's like, you know, proto-dragons that were like, no, Galakron was right. <laughs> so we'll probably learn all about that, you know, and how like the dragon's attachment to the elements and all that kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, I'm looking forward to all that kind of stuff. All right. Well, normally, yeah. normally. This is where we'd be like, all right, everybody, it's time to go, blah, 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 blah. No, that's not, no, we got more. We got more. <laughs> Buckle in. Fasten those safety belts, everybody, because. So we're going to we're gonna try and keep this going. It's a fun little thing. I like this. This was, uh, I got more responses than I was even thinking. I was like, ah, sweet. I thought I was going to get like one because there's not that many things to ask. But hey, people got a lot of things to ask. So anyway, each episode we try don't always do it, but hey, this time I remembered. We try to post the Patreon section in the Discord if anyone has any questions that they'd like to discuss about the topics that we'll be covering. So, if you'd like to ask your own question <laughs> to get to know what, uh, what did I write? That doesn't make any sense. So, if you'd like to ask your own question or get to know what the next episode is going to be about ahead of time, there, that makes so much more sense. Head on over to <laughs> patreon.com slash live laugh lord to live laugh lore to find out more. Yeah. It's basically you sign up and you get access to it. Sweet. Anyway, hello Sarith. Hi. Did you finish Stranger Things yet? I hope so. Uh anyway, Sarith has a question. And it's not about Stranger Things. They ask Do the Titans work the same way demons do? Like, do they die just like return to the realm of the order and come back later? I'm gonna go ahead and say hard yes. They work just like yeah. demons do. Because why else would they have made of a big old bubble crap about we filled Argus full of death magic and that's what took out the Arbiter. Right? I mean, makes sense to me. Like, why else would they have even mentioned it? Or why 
And it just would have been, we killed a Titan and it took out the Arbiter. No, it was a Titan that got all jacked up on death magic to then, I don't know, change sides, kind of like a Nathrazine where they're like, we're kind of a demon now. <laughs> so, do you agree? Do you agree with on that, Allie? Yeah, like, well, so I've, I've slept since then and I don't have the best long-term memory. But wasn't there a time when they kind of died and Ra kind of found out and he went a little crazy and depressed and stuff, right? Yeah, but that wasn't, that didn't really count. Norganon cheated. But then, like, we saw them in Legion again. Yeah, Norganon cheated. Okay, fair. Yeah. So, quick little reminder if those of you don't remember Stargaris went crazy, got into a fight with Agrimar. And then Agrimar was like, I need backup. Right? And then everyone else showed up. And then Sargeras is like, I'm the punchy, punchy, kill you all dudes. And that's what he did. Killed them all. But Norganon, again, the fail safes, they like their backup plans. So Norganon was like, ah, Mr. Lulu dudes. And he weaved a spell that basically protected their spirits and whisked them away to Azeroth. So that's what, that's what happened. And they slammed into the Titan Keepers. So the Titan Keepers contained the essence of the, the Titans. It was probably split up a little bit, like Amon Thule was probably in Odin and friggin' Ra. That's kind of what happened there. Um, because at one point, Ra took the power of Amon Thule out of him, put it into a little urn, and then even um, Lei Shin was like, I don't mind if I do. <laughs> and that's how right. he had the power of a Titan. And that's how when Rathion, hey, bring it back, bring it back. Rathion was able to go munchy, munchy, munchy on Leishan's heart. And then he got the weird, creepy vision of, oh, we must not forget. Burr, burr, burr. We got to rebuild the final Titan. Burr, 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 burr. Come like that. Anyway, so that, that's how we all tied it in together. All right. Did we, did we do this question justice? I think so. I think so. All right, sweet. Dax asks, who watches the Watchers? We do? <laughs> Question mark? All right, so. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. So if they're like whiskey, right? Okay. So the Watchers. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right, continue. <laughs> I don't know. The old gods, um, because then they they mess up their forge of wills. They inject the the curse of flesh, and then things get. I don't, I don't know who watches the watchers. Mm, Roshak, Roshak does. <laughs> because remember, he's not trapped in with you. You're all trapped in with him. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe the first one secretly watched them. I mean, my joke was uh, in the in the Discord. I said the Consulars, but not really. They're just <laughs> they're just watching to make sure that you know if the beep boop needs to get booped, it it they just show up for right. that. They're not really watching anything. They don't, they're just like, oh, what? Oh, I'm sleeping. Okay. Um, <laughs> they don't really do anything. All right, all right. Here we go. Vanderlyle. Okay, Vanderlyle, you went a little nuts with this, but we'll we'll indulge you. It's cool. This is a bunch of questions, so feel free to answer or give your opinion or whatever you please. Don't mind if I do. 
Given the Deerhold and the Titanforge location in the Dragon Isles, do you think familiar Titan Keepers will show up there throughout the expansion? So, would you like to say yes, no, before we keep going? Um, I, yeah, I hope so. I think that'd be nice. Kind of just like follow up with them on, on the state of everything. Yeah, I mean, it's like, obviously, I mean, Loken, he ain't showing up. I mean, Mim- no. Mimron, maybe. But I mean, maybe Freya. Mimron hung up on us, that jerk. Mimron's a bit of, in my mind, Mimron's a bit of a loose thread because of that hang up. Mm-hmm. Freya, maybe, but maybe maybe Mimron's got Freya tied up somewhere because of the whole hang up thing. I don't know. Thorum, last time we saw him, he was in Legion hanging out with the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Oh dear, I think same thing. I think he was hanging out with the Warriors too. I can't remember. Or was it just Thorm? I don't know. So I think we saw him in Legion, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, so yeah, I mean they could show up. I mean, I I think it'd be pretty cool if they brought in some of the like the lesser known ones. Like, obviously Arcadus, he was uh, in Oldemon. I hope they actually just bring him back, because I don't know why we killed Ar- Arcadus in Oldemon. Like, like, come on. He deserved better. Yeah. So hopefully we actually get to see him again in the um in the pre-patch. And maybe he's like, hey, don't kill me. Like, this one organic. Like, I'm like a, kind of a good guy. I'm not a bad guy. So that'd be cool. Kind of. <laughs> All right. So anyway, Vanderlyle continues. For example, I would like a storyline with Odin. Yeah. You think Odin's going to keep going? Yay, nay? Yeah. 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 He might show up. Well, I mean, he showed up very briefly in Shadowlands, and if Blizzard does take the time to go over the history of the dragonflies and how they came to be, they could easily slip in there about how Odin didn't want to make them aspects and whatnot. Yeah, and he's like, instead I created my Valajar. Valajar! <laughs> so. Just like that. Well, and then he doesn't want to get into the whole thing where he had to create a Valkyr to make the Valajar, and then he had to basically kind of kill, but not really Helia, condemn her into an eternity of servitude, but not really tell anyone. He's like, oh, no, really? It was just to save her life. No, that's not how it went down. Um, so maybe, I don't know. Maybe they could be buds again. Maybe Odin says he's sorry. Like, that'd be pretty funny. He's like, I'm sorry, Helia. I'm sorry. You you deserve better, hell yeah. I don't know, that'd be kind of funny. Anyway, so here we go. Yeah, so uh, Odin. So he moved part of Olduar into the sky because of his inj- objection to empowering the dragon aspects was overruled. See, that'd be a cool cutscene if they showed uh, hell yeah. Yeah, that would. Ripping part of Olduar out of, uh, just in it, up into the sky. It's like, hey, Halls of Valor. Boom, Halls of Valor. All uh, right. So also, he and Nazdormu uh, are both imbued with the power of Amonthul. That's true. They do got some Amonthul up in there. His Valajar use Storm Drakes as mounts. Yes, they do. Also, he had a dragon mount named Slepnar in the Legion Alpha or whatever that uh, whatever that was worth. Uh, feels like there is a storyline with Odin and the dragon aspects intertwining in the past with the present that could play out in Dragonflight. Would like your opinions on it. Yeah, Odin, I absolutely think they could because the amount of Odin that we got in Shadowlands was like so underwhelming, it was it was almost criminal. It was like, 
Yeah, that's true. It's like, you got an eyeball? That was my eyeball. Okay. Yeah, that was it. That's basically what we got. They was sad. So all we found out is Wazala was like, ha ha, tricked him. And then it was a really, really dumb boss in a, in a kind of underwhelming raid, in my opinion. <laughs> so uh, that's, uh, that's where it was. Uh, anyway, I would love a whole lot more Odin. And I think it would be really funny if Odin admitted that he was wrong. That would be really funny if he was like, yeah, those dragon aspects are pretty sweet. I'd like to see that. That would be cool. I don't know if he would ever admit that. No, he can admit it. But but yeah, like I, I feel I feel like there's chances to slip Odin in and uh, I hope it happens. I do, too. So there we go, Vandalia. I hope that answers your question. Odin, yes. Memoron would be funny because it's like, dude, why'd you hang up on us? Uh, would love that. Um, Freya. Eh. I mean, Alex draws a tie in there. Right? That could work. Right? Maybe she could talk to her old uh, pal who, uh, you know, made her who she is. That'd be kind of cool to see that. Yeah? Yeah. Well, you know, that'd be kind of cool. Well, I'd, I'd be down for all this. All right. And then Dracorus asks, to piggyback on this one, do you think Dragonflight might be where we finally get to treat Odin like the bad guy he obviously is? He's never been pro-dragon aspects. You know, maybe. <laughs> I mean, what do you think, Allie? Yeah, yes or no? I was waiting to hear what you as a warrior thought about that. I mean, okay, yeah, I drank the Kool-Aid. I totally did. I was all, uh-huh. I was all super jazzed with the whole Halls of Valor and being part of the Valajar and it was pretty cool, but you know, it's uh, it's kind of messed up what old Odin did to, to Helia, and, and I'm not saying he's a bad guy. He's a, I don't know. I mean, that's that's a that's a tricky one. That's a tricky one because it's like I don't know, like yeah. So so what Odin did, obviously, horrible, absolutely horrible. Like we're not, no, we're not gonna be like right. Well, he had good intentions. No, it was bad. It was very bad. Right. Um, and that caused all sorts of problems. But are we actually going to treat Odin like the bad guy? He obviously is. I just don't think they're going to do that. I mean, because ultimately what that would mean is we would have to ally ourselves with probably Helia. And I don't think we're going to do that. Well, plus if they already used Odin in the Legion class order hall and all of that, I don't know if they turn around and say, all right, now treat him like a bad guy. Unless they treat it as more of a oh here's a twist Odin's actually the bad guy surprise and actually play up that you know twist quote unquote twist like I feel like that's the only way we'd actually be able to treat him like a bad guy now the one way I can see this working okay and let's let's entertain this question for a moment so let me, let me see if I can figure out a way that we could bring it on home make it work First up, what do we kind of all assume is going to happen? Because the end of Cataclysm, they gave up their aspect powers. The Rathion kind of on a quest, most likely, to recreate the aspects, or at least bring back the aspect power in them. Not necessarily make them aspects, give them back the aspect power. Yeah. So, what, who would probably be opposed to that? Most likely Odin. Odin. Right. He probably still thinks that was a bad idea. Especially if you go for the logic of even Alex Straza saying that, 
Oh, we've succeeded in our grand mission. The prophecy is finally been... Wait, are you telling me the prophecy was to take out the dude that was with you for the... Like, to stop one of your own? <laughs> that was the prophecy? Why didn't... Tear just shouldn't have made you then. Like, problem solved. Yeah. So, yeah, it, Alex Straza was right. That was like, hey, what we're going to do is... We're going to make Alex Straza. You're cool. Alex Straza, you're cool. Ysera, also pretty cool. Nazdormu, you're going to go insane one day and cause a whole bunch of trouble with the timeways. Sound good? All right. Awesome. Malagos, you're going to try and rip the world apart, and then another one of your blue dragon friends is going to, like, step in and not do that, but he's going to fall in love with the Sunwell. But that was before. We don't really talk about that. <laughs> then he's going to fall in love with the human chick. She's awesome. Totally fall in love with Jaina. She's great. Um, and then Deathwing. We don't talk about Bruno. Uh, I mean, Deathwing. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I mean, Odin would probably have a pretty solid leg to stand on and be like, dude, no, we're not doing this. No. It was stupid the first time. We're not doing it the second time. So, yeah, maybe we could treat him with a bad guy in that, that aspect. Maybe. Aspect. Yeah. <laughs> I said it again. Yeah, <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what I did there, yes. All right. So, yeah, he has never been pro-dragon aspect. Yeah, I think it'd be pretty sweet if the freaking... Oh, man. Oh, check this out. So here's, here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. Okay. Here's what's going to happen. It's going to be great. Dude, so, so, <laughs> so cool. Like, I guess it's, so, you know, you know, when, uh, in uh, Battle for Azeroth, when we're like, oh, no, we're losing because, like, we never planned for the blight. But then Jaina was like, I got you guys. You guys are stupid. Boom. Y'all win now. Yeah. Because Jaina. Okay. Now... Now let's go with that. Let's go with that. They're all setting up a ceremony. Right? They're all setting up a ceremony. The, the the embrace, the moons are coming together. Apparently it's been 430 years since not that long ago. Whatever. I don't know. Maybe someone moved a moon. Whatever. Um Well, as this is all going down, there's like a there's like a low rumbling in the distance. We're like, oh man, what's that sound? It's the freaking halls of valor. Coming in like the freaking helicarrier in like the <laughs> Avengers, they're like doo, 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 doo. <laughs> that would be pretty <laughs> awesome. Standing at the front, going, "Oh hell no, we're not doing this again!" And then the Valajar just storm the field, and they're just wrecking shop. And over here, I'm going like as the warrior, also a member of the Valajar, probably still using my freaking, you know, you know, my 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 artifact, you know, transmog, going like, "But I'm on your side. Am I supposed to attack the Valajar? I'm a I am a Valajar." I am a Valachar. And then I'm like, okay. I guess it's got to stop these guys because the quest text told me I have to. All right. Right. Yeah, so that's what I'd be cool. If the Hall's Valor, now that they like fixed the... That would be cool. The Helia curse. Just turn it into like the friggin' (laughs) friggin' Roman battle base. (laughs) (laughs) Just like that. It would be great. That would be great. And then, you know, maybe put some of those arcane cannons on the side like Jaina had. Yes. Well, that's fantastic. All right. Well, do you have anything else to add to this or any of the questions that we got? No, just thank you for the questions. Absolutely. That was fantastic. Especially that uh, helicarrier one. Uh, yeah, that's going to be great. Just wait you just <laughs> wait until it happens. I swear to God, if that happens, I'm going to be like, I freaking told you. To, I'm going to be happy for those. I didn't yeah. actually yeah. tell you. I thought I was a joke, but I kind of told you. <laughs> right. Oh, man. 
Anyway, well, yeah, that actually brings us kind of up to the end of the show. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey. Hey, it's my turn. It is. <laughs> hey. Hey, remember how earlier I was like, stay tuned till the end of the show. That was really awkward and made Jen die of laughter. Hey, guess what? It's the end of the show now. Yep, that's right. It's a part of the show where we like to say a quick thank you to all the patrons that support us. Every single one of you. Thank you so much. You keep the show going. If you'd like to join their ranks and support the show and hear us do, you know, movie reviews and and reactions and silly tasting of donuts and whatnots, <laughs> you can get all of that and more by going to patreon.com slash live laugh lore. Yeah. Yes, yes. No new patrons this week, but we do have some top patrons to thank. And the first one, I'm just I'm just going to mess up the name. I'm sorry. It's like I, I haven't been here. I never got this down. I keep waiting for Jen to do it. Like I did it and I totally messed it up. Marjo Fissin? Sure. Don't know. Don't remember. <laughs> We're going to learn this. I'm really sorry. But thank you for being a patron. <laughs> and then we have Ickis. Thank you. We have Cerise. Cerise. Real life comes first. You watch Stranger Things when you get a chance. Don't succumb to Jen's pressure. Don't listen to her. We know you'll get there. Don't listen to her. <laughs> Nadoon, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Kamari, thank you. Really appreciate it. Pasta Matt, your name makes me hungry every time. Thank you. Mud, marvelous mud. Thank you so much. Chris Malor, you're wonderful. Thank you for supporting us. Dungeon Master Burke, who we did get to play D&D with this weekend. Excited about that. And Dracorus, who asks us questions. No. Thank you. Thank you all. Absolutely. You all are fantastic, but rather than beating around the bush and tell you about how amazing you are, I'm just going to do this instead. Stories. There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story. All right, strap in, everybody. I don't have an audio clip to play for you, but this one is fantastic. Okay? I love the story so much. I was like, this is great. So... If you're a little bit like me and you see some of them stupid MAGA flags flying in your neighborhood, you probably roll your eyes and just move on. Or maybe you're like me and you flip the house off while you're on a run. <laughs> but moving on. Uh, well, today we're going to tell a story of how what I think was perhaps one of the dumbest sayings ever actually turned out to be pretty positive. Well, as you're about to probably guess what that saying is, because I'm going to tell you the person's name. Brandon Brud Brundage, Brandon Brundages, he is nine, was diagnosed with autism when he was three years old. His autism presents a social anxiety and he's very fearful of a lot of things. You know, like being around and talking to people and he stutters. So he will talk with his hand over his mouth. He thinks that he can catch the stutters as they come out. Okay. Now, in March, during spring break trip to Houston, um, Houston, Texas, to attend the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo, Brundage suddenly noticed her usually shy and anxious son started to act uncharacteristically outgoing. You see, we were in an RV park and my son kept saying, Mom, these people here love me. They got my sign up everywhere. They were waiting for me to get here. His mom noticed that he had a newfound confidence and he started wanting to do things that he'd always been too scared to do, like swimming, talking with strangers, and even riding on his brother's hoverboard. 
I didn't know what was happening to my child, uh, Brundage said. This is his mom speaking, by the way. First, he was scared. Hell, now I'm scared. I had no idea what was going on. Finally, during a ride on a golf court around the RV park, Brandon told his mom to suddenly stop. He pointed and said, Mom, do you see my sign? And he pointed up and they saw the Let's Go Brandon flag. Well, the really cool part about the story is Shaletta, yeah, Shaletta Brundage is a children's book author. And she's been writing books about her children with autism. She actually has three children with autism. And she had finally found Brandon's book. Okay, because she's been writing uh, books about all her kids around this. And the name of the book was Brandon Spots His Sign. And she pulled off nothing short of a miracle to get the book written and illustrated and printed in only four weeks. And they released it on World Autism Day. And to add an extra layer of awesome to this whole story, back in May, Brandon got a letter in the mail from Joe Biden. In fact, he got it in the middle of one of his Zoom classes and he announced to his class that he said, I just got a letter from the president. The teacher was like, excuse me, Brandon, we don't we don't tell tales. And he was like, no, really, I did. Look. And uh, the story actually has a picture of the of the, the, the freaking uh, letter. And it says, uh, Brandon Brundage, dear Brandon, your mom sent me a copy of the book she wrote about you. And I loved it. You're an inspiration to me and certainly to so many other people who have read Brandon Spots His Sign. I also know what it feels like to be different. I stuttered as a child and some kids could be really mean. But remember, you are stronger because you persevere. Never forget that you are a, you are defined by your character and courage. I am proud of you, Brandon. Stay kind, curious, and fearless. Sincerely, Joe Biden. Now, uh... This story is much longer than I had time to go over, and it is absolutely fantastic. I will try and make sure I include the link in the uh, in the show notes today. Definitely check it out. It's very much worth the read. In fact, I believe the book was number one of like for ch- uh, parents for children's book or for parents with disabilities, and, uh, nice. and another one things like it. So, book was doing really well. Now, now there is one thing that Brandon wants. Okay. However, that even his supportive and bursting with pride mom cannot bring herself to allow. Brandon asked me, Mom, can we get some of those flags to put on our <laughs> RV? Brundage explained. I was like, uh, no, son, I, I don't think we'll be able to do that. <laughs> uh, Fantastic. That was a beautiful story. Oh, yeah. That is beautiful. Yeah, if you're the kind of person that puts a let's go Brandon flag up for whatever stupid reason you do, well, that's stupid. Uh, but if it's because you have a son with autism and you just want to encourage him and he just wants to have a little bit of, a, you know, a little bit of positivity to, to say that, you know, you got this, buddy. That's awesome. So that is yes. what I will now be thinking of whenever I see those signs is, you know what, you know, what, Brandon, you do have this. You got it. Well, I think... Unless you have anything to add to that, Hallie. Uh, no. I'm just going to leave that there. Yeah, I thought that was friggin' adorable. So, yeah. It was good. Let's go ahead and get out of here. Yeah. Let's go, Brandon. Go watch The Watchers. <laughs> Never thought I would say that on the show. But I did. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to Live, Laugh, Lore. 
If you have a topic or a question you'd like us to discuss, send us an email at lizlaflorecast at gmail.com. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash livelaughlore, and you can keep the show going for as little as a dollar an episode. You can watch Ali live on Twitch Sunday nights over at twitch.tv slash and you can watch Jin Monday nights at twitch.tv slash joint. You can also follow the show on Twitter at live underscore laugh underscore lore. You can follow Jin on Twitter at joint, and you can follow Ali at AliAndersK. Meanwhile, be kind and take care. Oh, Rusty, it's been a while. It's, All right. It's been a Things while. Things are going. It's stained, right? Yep, that's stained. That's beautiful. <laughs> it's been a while.